Come on. <laughs> Especially in season two, when everything just goes to shit. We call it Bainton. <laughs> Bainton. If you if you lived here, you'd be home by now. Yep. See it. There it Spicy is on the helicopter. He didn't just have it on his belt. We're gonna throw a fucking rager, and this queen just goes, "We're throwing a fucking rager." Or like a FBI. Oh. Kite man grows on you. They have yeah. man bat as a lawyer. Yeah, man bat as a lawyer. Yeah. I'm gonna blow up that stadium. <laughs> that you have to get rid of the Ferrari, the it's sorcery, like being, or the being a genius surgeon. Mm-hmm. Like it could be Batman, but it could be funny. What? Bruce Wayne? <laughs> now you ruined it. I was the half of it was the mystique. Now I Bruce Wayne, where's my damn car? What? Do you think this is your place? I can't is your just name be on here too? Yeah. <laughs> Remember that show was so like hot in Hollywood the second season? Uh-huh. Poke your head out the window, hey Batman, what's up? And he'd be like Hey, Fred Astaire, how are you? Yeah. <laughs> there was like a waiting yeah. list. I guess that acid really did a number on him, and Psycho says, that's why I stick to joints. <laughs> Comics, cartoons, and craft beers. I'm Joe Weber. I'm Jeb Craft. And special guest spot today, returning, we got Angelo Gingerelli. What's going on, guys? How are we doing tonight? Hey, you buddy. the pleasure of being addressed by the godfather of the South Jersey comedy scene. Right I would now. say mid to South Jersey. The you got like two whole regions. Do you father. believe in Central Jersey? That's the I, I believe in I believe in Central Jersey. Yeah, you've and got I think two my, zones uh, You're asking this guy if he <laughs> believes in Central Jersey. <laughs> But, uh, you know, man, if you're telling a joke in Ocean or Monmouth County, I want a piece of it. So that's the way it goes. <laughs> you pay a it's toll. Cutthroat, man. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, today's episode, a- Angela, you really wanted to do this the first time, but I hadn't watched it yet. Now I've seen it multiple times. We're talking about Harley Quinn, the show on HBO Max. Mm. This is your favorite fucking cartoon, isn't it? I, I think so, at least as an adult. I mean, it's a super adult cartoon. Oh, yeah. But if any cartoon I've watched in probably the last 10, 15 years, I, I love it. I think so it's the good. best thing out there. So funny. And, like, the the wit of it, it's got so many co- uh, comedians on the cast. It's only got 26 episodes. It came out in 2019. Um, but, yeah, no, it's it's so, so witty and so funny. Um, it's fast too. I love yeah. twenty-five minute episodes or so, and they fly by. They like really YouTube do. Videos, and like you said, it's twenty-six episodes. You watch it in a weekend, the whole thing. Yeah, I Which guess I season did. three is coming out <laughs> soon or at some point, right? We don't know. They kept delaying it for various reasons, uh, including censorship and bullshit like that. But uh, I don't know. Like the, it's. It, there's no set date yet, I don't think, but we'll, well, we'll see. Also, the bar is insanely high, because the first two episodes, to me, were just home runs. Oh, yeah. First yeah. Like, how do you follow monsters. that up? I feel like, I, obviously, it's a great crew putting this together, and great voice actors, a great animation, mm-hmm. but like, they, they have a hard act to follow. Would you guys agree with that? The pilot yeah. makes you want so much more, and then there's the plant guy, and that that's kind of weird. Sometimes they introduce characters, it's like, why'd they do this? But Wanda Sykes as the queen of fables, like, that was badass. Oh, yeah. They introduced magic. Like, as a power, they have Zatanna. Yep. Um, I always like magic in the DC universe as just a power. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's magic. It's and like, one, of my fa- one of my favorite comedians you. ever is Ron Funches. <laughs> oh, He's the most King huggable Shark. comedian I've ever seen. And, like, King Shark is just such a good character. When he's, like, yelling at people for saying, like, new fish in jail, mm. I am losing my mind. <laughs> we well, don't use slang like that! When he goes, he, when like he goes full King Shark. Yeah. Most of the oh, time, he's, so like, good. he's just Ron Funches. Mm-hmm. And then they, like, oh, yeah, right, he's King Shark. Like, <laughs> he loses his mind. And even, like, it's clothes are funny to me like a shark and khakis and a windbreaker <laughs> is <laughs> so funny he's a me. computer hacker i forgot they pull him on as a hacker he's oh, like yeah. hold on i can handle this like, <laughs> they they don't understand i'm more than a shark and then he bites this dude's head off and yep. pushes him off <laughs> like, i think it's, it's so funny the way these writers have like reimagined these particularly the villains right because batman's pretty standard and it's kind of the batman mm-hmm. you remember but then almost everybody else is like this weird interpretation of them mm-hmm. like it's like to me these writers looked at like all right this is these are inherently ridiculous ideas anyway like the Riddler, the Joker, Harley Quinn, King right. Shark. But let's take it to an illogical extreme. Look, let's make Clayface, instead of a tortured, deformed guy, a theater kid that right. can change his way and takes acting way too seriously. But there, it's, it's still paying homage to the original character because uh, Clayface, before he got his powers, was an actor. 
So they're just like taking those little bits of their history and what? accentuating it to the most ridiculous Yeah, but he standard. was never like a thespian. Oh, like, yeah, you know? he was like a sitcom it's, guy. It's, so it was like It's close. to the point of like ridiculousness. Exactly. But only on the villains. All the heroes retain their like, you know, you know, they're tough as hell and well, the, the one hero honored, that I like yeah. his interpretation probably the most of all the quote unquote good guys is Commissioner Gordon. Oh, which, dude. Which is he's funny just because constantly so losing funny. his but shit, if man, you were yeah. a regular police officer in Gotham City and this was your like jury Jurisdiction, you would be losing it's, your mind too. It makes perfect sense. Sewer. Full blown alcoholic corruption. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, he like has a force when when it's New Gotham, and then they turn on him in one episode in and rob one him. Time. Like, yep. It's like things move fast out here, Gordon, and then punch him. Like, he, ends break up, the he ends up signal. in, in uh, Barbara's dorm room, and he's just like depressed, eating like chips off his chest hairs. And then they go straight into Batgirl with her. It's <laughs> great. <laughs> You so guys good. think it would just rock with this comparison? To me, this is like a Family Guy happened in a DC universe, mm. where it's just like constant joke, joke, reference, reference, Firing reference. off all of it. Yeah, 100%. Where even I, and I think this might be better than Family Guy because these the, every episode's got a good story with the Harley Quinn there's character. A, there's an but overarching then, plot through the, all these seasons, and, and it's then amazing. there's so many little jokes. Every legit like. 15 seconds mm-hmm. the that it quick. all yeah like it's like every piece of the puzzle is great by itself and then the puzzle is great mm-hmm. whereas a lot of cartoons are trying to hit you with joke after joke after joke the overall picture isn't a lot you know what right. I mean but this is like the big picture works and then every little piece of the big picture is also funny yeah and it catches you with the other random feels that you don't expect to go through anyway like in the first couple episodes Harley just realizing the trauma that she's been going through just being in that abusive relationship and you're like oh shit this is hilarious and I'm not supposed to be feeling like this and then later on like when she rediscovers him and like uh, keeps falling in and out and then ivy's there to like help her pr- protect her and shit it gets you there the man. over the protective friend yeah the mom friend the mom friend that's and tired of you doing the dumb shit that going into an about. abusive relationship over and over yep. again yeah, it's weird it's, it's a very adult take on these characters and not just because they're sex and violence and f-bombs mm. it's also like an emotional attachment to the, right. the main ones like even even as ridiculous a character as kite man is right oh yeah the poison Ivy Kite Man relationship oh, is weirdly up. emotionally affecting at some yep. points, um, and it's 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 weird because it's very funny, but it's also like I'm kind of rooting for them to get married. And they, yeah, but and he's really the into time. the wedding weirdly, and at the same point now. I don't want to do a spoiler, but can we say like, what happened? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah we can right. they yeah, obviously spoiler. do not stay together throughout the whole series. Right? Then Harley then. Poison Ivy jumps into another more emotionally effective relationship as a viewer because then you're kind of like super invested in her and Harley Quinn by the second season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they keep randomly like hooking up when they go to uh, Themyscira for that like girls. Oh, the ba- uh, bachelor party. Mm. They go there and then they like help. Oh my god, my favorite scene in the whole fucking show. The <laughs> the queen of the Amazon just comes in. She's like, "Thank you so much for helping us. We're gonna throw a giant thing." And then <laughs> she goes, "We're gonna throw a fucking rager." And this queen just goes, "We're throwing a fucking rager." Yeah, she says and, it all Amazon. <laughs> We're throwing a fucking rager. <laughs> it was so good. It's my favorite scene. <laughs> oh man. Um, with but, all the dignity of a pure Amazonian. Yeah, like, but that's another thing. The, the on again, off again between Harley and Ivy, just like kind of, you knew it was going to happen and you felt bad for Kite Man immediately because, yeah, you wanted them to hook up, but you didn't want him to get hurt by them cheating together. And then Dick Dr. Psycho fucking broadcasts it for the entire world to see with his brain vision powers. Kite Man, Kite Man grows on you. Yeah. He, uh, to, in the words of Ivy, Poison Ivy, he grows on you. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you kind of kind of question what exposed me for not being quite in the comic books as everyone else that listens is. But is Doctor Psycho from the comic book he made for this series? No, he I, every character in this was okay. in a comic. Because he's the only one I've never heard of. Before. I I've heard of him before. I just not to this level. I feel like he's a minor. Yeah, he's a yeah. minor guy. I think they took a lot of the the rogues gallery and just like dug deep into like how you're gonna find the Condiment King and shit like that. Yeah. But um, they have yeah. Man Bat as a lawyer. Yeah, Man Bat as a lawyer. Yeah. He just clears his throat and. He's doing all the lawyer stuff, but in bat shrieks. Yep. He's he's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's right. All the stuff he's saying is correct. And it's he's perfect. like, I don't understand you. And it's Bane as Bane. the judge. <laughs> Bane. Oh, Bane. Bane, being, Bane being kind of a clown is very funny <laughs> to me. Because in Batman, 
not bad not the old school Batman, Batman, the Dark Knight Rises, right? Yeah. He's like the biggest, baddest dude in the world, right? Mm-hmm. But if you look at like his here his story of being like a big jack dude on whatever the Gotham City version of steroids are, <laughs> he would be he's like a bouncer basically. Yeah. He's like the best bouncer in Seaside. And because that <laughs> all the real criminals in Gotham City can make fun of him and it makes sense, right? Well yeah. in the original comic books, he is a genius on the par with Batman. Okay. He's the one that breaks his back and does all that. So the reason you got like that like juice head thing, the movie that came out with uh, uh, George Uma Clooney. Thurman back yeah, in the day, right? Yeah, they really dumbed him down and it got him to be that juice head kind of guy like for a while. So this one kind of combines the best of like you get the Tom Hardy and whoever the fuck played him back then and just mash them together. And it's like, I was born in the darkness mm-hmm. nervously into his fucking palm. I'm going to blow up that stadium. It's <laughs> <laughs> just direct I mean, reference to him blow blowing up, up a stadium. <laughs> can't just blow up all your problems. Oh, yeah, he had game night. It's going to be a spectacle. I know he's going to do magic. <laughs> There's no time for Was me. this your card? No. No. Oh, card. Blow up your card. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are killing that Bane voice, man. Way to go. That's really good. Yeah, I love I love the uh, Joker makes fun of Scarecrow. He's like, what if, and what if we dose them with fear toxin? It's like, one man, you are, are so you? one note. That's yeah. Fear toxin again, again, dude. And then he pulls Batman's face off. It's like, what? Bruce Wayne? <laughs> now you ruined it. I was the half of it was the mystique. Now I, Bruce Wayne, where's my damn car? Like it's just, where's my damn flying car, Bruce? I put a down payment for an electric mm-hmm. car. <laughs> it was so good. Um, uh, yeah, uh, and the Joker being Alan Tudyk is always fine. Yeah. Like Alan Tudyk and everything, he's been in like fourteen Pixar movies just as the animal sounds. He's the dumb chicken from Moana, but like, why, why not make him the most iconic villain of all time? Because it's right. fucking this show. He's Clayface too. Yeah. Yeah. He's everything. Dude, He's I, brilliant. Um, would you, I thought I was at a point, too, where I haven't seen the new Batman movie yet, The Batman. I, I will I see it either. at some point. Yeah, right, I'm probably going to see it tomorrow. But like, I was at a point in probably 2019 when this came out. I thought I was good with Batman. Like I thought mm-hmm. I had seen all I needed to see, read every book about Batman I needed to read. I was good to move on. And then this came out, and you're like, oh, wait, there's another way to do this. Yep. That's, that's really cool and funny again. Um, and I was shocked because I like I liked the Dark Knight Rises. I didn't love it. The Just League movies, right. I'm okay with. No. But I'm like, all right, I'm good. I'm moving on from Batman as a character. Yep. And then she's like, no, you're not. This is this is still something you need to see. Exactly. And like for me, I've been in Batman since probably f- I was five for my fifth birthday party. I dressed up as Batman in a Batman cake. Sick. It's my first memory as a human being. <laughs> so I'm like super into Batman. And I thought I was done. And it's like, no, you're not done. You're gonna watch these 26 episodes and jump back into it. It's amazing you say it's that. A core memory from Westworld. Basically. Kinder- yeah. Kindergarten. I'm five years old. Uh, my mom handmade a Batman costume for me for Halloween. Nice. So, fucking, that's when it starts, man. You f- turn five, you do a Batman thing, and you're hooked for life. I'm just thinking of Hank Venture. Like, I am, I am the knight. <laughs> <laughs> he just jumps off the roof. <laughs> like, do, 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 all of them dying. <laughs> um, yeah, the rest of this cast, though, you don't see it just, like, you, you're not paying attention to it at, at all, but you got J.B. Smoove as Frank the Plant. You got Jason Alexander as Cyborgman. And I just now realized that his last name has Borg in it because he's a cyborg. Um, <laughs> Borg Borgman because he's because he's Borgman. Because <laughs> <laughs> they had to really uh, just uh, yeah. chew him up a little uh, bit. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> you don't even need to say. <laughs> and then there's Lake Bell and Kaylee Cuoco as uh, Ivy and uh, uh, Harley. So stacked and shit. Who? Wait, I, I forget who uh, who played. Uh, Commissioner Gordon. That's what I want to know. I got to find that out. Beer Rundown. Oh, yeah. This is a beer, beer podcast. I'm going to tell you about some of the beers we're drinking. Right now, I brought a Crowler from Last Wave Brewing, my hometown of Point Pleasant, New Jersey. It's the Over the Bridge por- uh, Porter. Oh. Chocolate peanut butter porter. That's a gigantic tall boy of Miller High Life. <laughs> Champagne of beers, gentlemen. And, and we just got gifted two cans. <laughs> oh, two there's cans. one in front of me. Two cans oh. of Miller High Life, courtesy oh. of Mr. Gingerelli. Oh, dude, if someone saint. was bothering me in a bodega, I could knock the fuck out of him with this. And then I could go viral and finally... That is, that is 22 ounces of the Champagne of beers. <laughs> I am perfectly happy about that. It's uh, Christopher Maloney. Chris thank Maloney. you, thank you, Ming Chen of the Shared Universe Podcast Studio, where we're broadcasting from live Red Bank Studios, and he is on the ones and twos. What's up? We also have Ship Bottom Brewing. Oh yeah, Barnegat Lager. It's a tribute to Old Barney, the most iconic landmark on LBI. Our classic mm-hmm. German style log has a malty aroma with fruit flavor. Don't forget, 
to drink your beers, children, gentlemen, everyone. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Ki- child drinking. Uh, uh, for the record, um, Wait, Christopher Maloney on the C- uh, one of the CSI movies. Or he was SVU. Like SVU. He was the okay. SVU guy. Cool. Um, oddly enough, he dun, was dun. also uh, Airwatch. Wait, no, that's Law and Order. Airwatch. Uh, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Yeah, yeah, back okay. in the day, definitely. He's the redneck. <laughs> Gotcha. That has the super uh, uh, super hot wife, and then in the sequel, he's the head of the clan. Okay, he goes, "What the n word was that?" But he's, you know, I'm not gonna fucking say it. But can you we, know, <laughs> can we remember? Can we remember that scene from Harold and Kumar where they're just like trying to pee in a bush, like for a second? And oh, some, and then some dude walks up. It's Jamie fucking Kennedy, yeah, and he wa- he walks up, and it's like, "What? Do you think this is your bush? I can't your just name be here too." Yeah, and he gets, like gets argumentative with him about. Whether or not he can pee there too. Random Jamie Kennedy. It's like brothers. <laughs> Why would you do that? So good. Um, yeah, dude. This this whole show was just like a fever dream of like there were overarching everything. Like season two was all about them taking down the Injustice League, mm. which also highlighted Bane's funniest thing was they would not give him a fucking chair. Uh, yeah, the little I, tiny yeah. kitchen chair. <laughs> All I want is a chair with wheels they on it. All, like, the Harley Quinn killed three of them, and there were three open chairs, and it's mm-hmm. like, no, you can't. No. <laughs> like, <laughs> still wouldn't still let him sit in one. one. Like, these are for honorary positions. <laughs> also, they said he, she killed three of the Injustice League. There's like, this show breaks out into crazy violence. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, like, out of nowhere. The uh, oh, pilot, oh, yeah. you know, they break this dude's leg compound fracture. Yeah. Oh yeah. Show it. So it's like it's a mature, violent show to start. But then they they punctuate it with like quick wit, quick you know? wit and wholesomeness. I, the, when the back the back and forth when they're just talking like in the hideout and it's all the henchmen, they'll just pipe up like it's Archer and mm-hmm. they all just go off each oh, other. Oh yeah. yeah. And that that's something that surprised me is like how much how many jokes they try to fit in. Yeah. With and- this storyline that pays tribute to DC very well. Yeah. yeah. This might be like the in a good way the densest show on TV in the last couple of years yeah, as far as just like said, every couple seconds there's something funny and all of it's entertaining. Yep. Said, even, the, even the background animations are funny sometimes. Mm-hmm. Every line that comes out of somebody's mouth is either funny or emotionally affecting. There's like no wasted space in this to me. Nothing. I wish I could remember more of it because usually I was watching it when I was stoned off my ass. But it, it I mean, that is something there I recommend my, to everyone. There's a line Dr. Psycho funny. says and, it, and there's something about I guess that acid really did a number on him and Psycho says, that's why I stick to joints. And then he just looks at the two of them, and they nothing. And he's like, "What? Come on!" Like, <laughs> one of the best jokes in the show, and he gets nothing. Nobody wants like, to give Psycho anything. No one gives Psycho anything. But that was a great, <laughs> the so reason good. Psycho got blacklisted from being a villain is because he called one woman a. C- yeah. Oh my God! It was so well, fucking you know, funny. You, you know? Okay, I'm, you can say you can say the first second of that word, but it's gonna be. Okay. Oh, you're gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna. Believe- about that because this isn't great britain and now everyone knows what we're talking about even if you didn't get it at first no. or australian because like, oh, a, period, oh, like yeah, a period at okay. the end of the sentence. it's okay like but not like <laughs> culture is dumb bomb bomb it all bomb um, um hey do you guys think obviously we're comic book people to some extent you know three different yeah. extents different people but obviously we're, we're laughing at all this do you think you could show this like your girlfriend your wife your friend that's not in the comic books and they would get it or not I think there they, are a yeah. lot of callbacks to the comics, but I mean, funny's funny. You're I, gonna yeah, find it. Yeah. I think they worked hard enough on the show that they could just be joking about your your yep. stalking, your insta stalking. Your you know, it's like there's enough stuff. Exactly, that like you, you know enough about the characters just by seeing them. Like, oh, one guy's all juiced up. Yeah, that's Bane. Yep. Like, you get it. Like, oh my gosh, he control control plants. That's poison ivy. Like, it's all, all of it's very. I feel talented. like a lot of the references are more like Easter eggy. You know, yeah. they'll like make a reference, and it's like you know, you know, but like exactly. it's not a plot point. You know, it's not. That yeah, it, it it's like uh, people that jumped into the MCU without knowing anything about Marvel whatsoever. Yeah, they, nobody they knew who the, the tr- fuck the Guardians of the Galaxy it, were. You know? Yeah, nobody knew who the Guardians were before those movies right. came out. But now Chris Pratt is like an entire career out of it, and Andy Dwyer. So yeah, fucking this show is easily to, easy to jump into without knowing anything about the topic. Okay. Cool. Yeah, uh, big time. Wow, you seen what you guys thought about it? Yeah, hundred percent. It, it's uh, another good way to put it is uh, you can watch the league. It was an old FX show mm. without knowing anything about fantasy football or football in general, and it's still yeah. the funniest fucking show of all time. Steve Rand is easy, even though he lied about nine eleven. Anyway, uh, <laughs> dude, this this show was just 
Uh, I think my favorite. Can I remember the Harley Quinn Highway though, real quick? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a fucking. She race track. she held uh, wh- whoever ransomed for to make them a highway, and there's like weapon drops where you can grab. It's like a Mario Kart. It's like a Mario Kart. It was Rainbow track. Road. Yeah, yeah. It was 100 <laughs> Harley Road. Quinn Road. Yeah, <laughs> look, look at the, with all the stupid like the poker deck stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it looks like Harley black, Quinn. Black like and this, red. If this white. was going to be Mario Kart, that would be her track, right? They kind yeah. of yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, they could do a racing game just. on They the could show. have thrown some clown heads in, you know. But yep. uh, there's stuff like. It, were, yep. you, were you guys fans of Batman the Animated Series? Oh, big time. Oh, my God. It's, it's amazing, right? It's a yeah. great, great show. I watched it once when it came out as a kid. I watched it again when like Netflix era, 10, mm-hmm. five years ago, whatever it was. And that's when Harley Quinn came out, right? She was mm-hmm. a part of that show. She was introduced and, in that and series. And got like, yeah. super popular. She became one of the most popular villains right away. Why do you think she became so popular Harley so Quinn? fast? So, yeah. Harley Quinn was created on Batman. Uh, the animated series. No. She did not exist in the comics whatsoever until that cartoon put her out. And it just kind of gave Joker his own Robin, almost. Just yeah. like having somebody to bounce stuff off to, so he's not but she was, talking to But she himself. was comedic relief, too. That she would too. pull out gigantic hammers and all the funny stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Joker would kill people a lot, and she would help him, yep. but she was mostly just there to say, hey, Puddin', and be ridiculous. Yep. Like, And that's a part of, like, her character design is perfect, you know? like, Yep. Even the original Harley Quinn, like the new one's great, but like, come on, like Harlequin, like it's just great. Like, it, it, it was funny though to watch Kaylee Cuoco because the accent just kept coming in and disappearing every once in a while. Mister mm. J, like that, and then she would just like say the Joker, like okay, but like why does Mister not have an R at the end of it, but the Joker it's like does? Like trauma, yeah. Like she was doing exactly. cutesy talk for like, him. And shit. She was only doing it for him. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I'm a big fan of the first episode when Poison Ivy like take those ridiculous clothes off. And yeah. then you kind of get all of a sudden the one we know, yeah, um, and less like a circus clown and more like kind of a punk rock goth clown. The, yeah. the one that was popularized by um, what's her name? Mar- uh, the Suicide Squad, Margot Robbie. There yeah. we go. That one. Yep. I'm okay with the ex- uh, the look of it. I-, I think it's fun and punk rock. And her having a bat instead of a hammer is kind of cool too. The hammer is always going to be fun for me because like uh, war hammers are. The hammer was ridiculous. Yeah. It's like how did she swing it the way she did? Mm-hmm. Well, that's another thing too, man. She's a great character. When you watch the fighting, now obviously it's a comic thing. You got to suspend disbelief for a little bit, but like her powers really don't make sense. She's like a very small woman gymnast. That yep. can beat up anybody. Oh, she with is a hammer. martial artist, hundred percent. Right, but she's a she great fighter. She couldn't beat up Superman or if there's well, no, thing, right? no, not comic at all. books are very like they create these larger than life characters. Like, okay, so she's a doctor and she was an Olympic near an Olympic medal gymnast yep. and she's super strong, you know, for her size. And she, you know, she's super smart. She's a doctor. Like, she can analyze any situation. You know, yeah. Just, Every once in a while, they just, like, like throw Doctor it. Strange. No, I'm a no, genius no. surgeon. Oh, and then I can tap into the arcane. It's like, that's too much. Like, <laughs> you have a Ferrari, too. Nobody like, should be that talented. That's too many things. Yeah. You know? You're not allowed to be good that you good. You have to get rid of the Ferrari, the it's sorcery, like being, or the being a genius surgeon. It's like being a really handsome comic. Like, Actually, you're not he did that. He crashed the Ferrari and, and then went and couldn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you guys think she drew a lot of women fans into the comic book world? Because mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like when I was a little kid, comics were a guy thing. That yeah. was it. Oh, yeah. and the Batman universe. By the end of the nineties, it was definitely more male and female. And I think she had to be a part of that, right? I think she was definitely yeah. one of the oh, yeah. things to draw women gave, in. It, it was. It was Batman uh, universe was like uh, Batman, Robin, Joker, the Riddler. You know, Doctor Freeze is a lot of dudes. Like a lot Officer of dudes. Gordon. It was Catwoman and no one else. Catwoman, you know. I feel and, like she struck, but, but Catwoman was around since Poison Ivy was a bad TV guy. Show back in the day, right? Yeah, I, I feel like Harley Quinn hit a different chord with women for some reason, right? Mm-hmm. She, yeah. she was. I, I know she's some kind of nineties about her. She didn't seem like an old school character. She right. was new. She was going. She was kind of being mentally abused by her boyfriend, which I think some women unfortunately relate to. Right. It was kind of like a weirdly from the beginning. Even the the animated series, which is definitely more child friendly than Harley Quinn. You still saw series. it. Yeah, you still saw it. I remember I was a teenager watching that, thinking like, "This is a cartoon," but there's definitely some adult stuff going on here where yeah. I don't have to be embarrassed to tell people I watch this if I'm 15 or 16. I'll never forget it. There was a scene in Batman the Animated Series where it's his birthday, a Joker's birthday or something, and she comes out of like a puddin everything she's mm-hmm. covered head to toe you can't tell that the costume's on her underneath except for the hat part and she like sings like uh, a Marilyn Monroe to the president happy birthday whatever and he just backhands the shit out of her like I'm not dealing with this right now and I was just like wow that that's fucked like yeah. that would like as as a kid I'm like why, why is he so mean? She's probably naked, dude. Do what you're going to do. Yeah. Like, it, it just, like, doesn't fit. And I was like, damn. He treats her fuck. like a henchman. He's yeah. just a straight-up bad guy. Yep. You know? 
She yeah. deserved so much more than that. I think it's to reiterate how his shitty his character is. Yeah, you know, he's oh, the Joker. Time. He's insane, and he uh, he stole this lady from a pretty good job mm-hmm. to like be a crazy. Hand. And, and there's, there's a like, scene in the first episode that where he kind of she kind of comes to the realization that he's never loved her. He's only loved Batman. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a powerful idea because we all kind of know that that they're kind of yin and yang and they only exist with each other. Right. Yeah. But the idea that she was just delusional the whole time to think Joker could ever love her. His real quote unquote love is Batman, even yeah. though it's trying to kind of destroy Batman. He was saying, till death do us part, and looking at Batman yeah. in yep. the one scene where they go in her brain. And Ivy was able to prove that all with Margarita Mix. Yeah, it's that very, was it's a very fucking funny hilarious. Yeah. Just, it's not a vat of acid. Sorry, it's Margarita. And she keeps drinking it. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking great. <laughs> yeah, see, I went to a lot of trouble to this. I, I don't know. It's been a whole Saturday night. She's like, I gave up my whole weekend for this. <laughs> yeah. Funny idea. Um, do you guys like the Margot Robbie version? You guys like the Justice League? And I her still movie? haven't seen... The second with the Birds of Prey one. Okay. Um, it's pretty but, good. I, I like it. I'll go ahead and say that on camera. I'm, I'm like, I like it. You, yeah. I, I haven't. I, haven't um, I liked her in the first one, but it, it the accent thing always drives me crazy. Either do it or don't. But when it k- keeps disappearing and shit, I, I can't not focus on that. It's my hyper-focused so many, ADHD brain. So many Halloween costumes oh were God. spawned from this, though. It was, w- w- which Red one and blue more? hair dye probably spiked immediately after this came out. In, in the biggest fit of irony ever, the, the Heath Ledger Joker spawned that Halloween costume, and she spawned the Harley Quinn costume. They reference Heath, it, Leather, Heath Ledger Joker when he's in the pen. When he's in Arkham and she's still uh, Harley and Quinzel. And he's got like the hair all the way down. Oh, and Batman goes in. And I missed that. I didn't catch That's that either. It's a huge dope. Dark Knight reference because it's that time period with his hair and it's all down his face in green. And uh, he has a bomb in the city, just like in Dark Knight. And then Batman comes in, beats the shit out of him, just like in Dark Knight. And then they send in Margaret. Robert, just like, it's a lot, Sick. Of, a lot of plot points. I didn't points. even pick up on that. That's awesome. That's kind of a, what one meta point I like is. I think it's in the second season. There's a guy wearing a tear says, "Released a Snyder cut." Mm. <laughs> That's just reference. They that break the fourth funny. wall, making fun of the fanboys that talk shit on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, I liked it. That w- that was a whole episode they did when, uh, like, a- in season two, because you think Batman is dead for so long, and it turns out he wasn't. Um, there were two guys sitting on- sitting on a couch, and just like one of them is just the ultimate nerd hater. He's like, it's just like <laughs> it's that. Just one of the cell fucking opinion on. Mm. Oh, it shouldn't be about women. The it's enemy so is the patriarchy at the end, and it's not even that clever. But yep. you know, it's like it seems like you know a lot about this show. It's like. <laughs> Well, I only watched like the first season. It was like, this episode's irony. about Batman. Okay, yep. I guess I'll watch it. But if it's not good, we're watching Family Guy. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly yeah. what he says. Right. It was so good. And that's another thing that with, with what they do in, with Batman in this show is great. He's not the perfect hero he is. He is 100% an idiot in this fucking show. <laughs> I like when he brings a grilled cheese sandwich cut in the shape of a bat symbol to... Uh, oh, to Robin. To Robin, yeah. Damien Wade. I made or whatever. you the sandwich. You made you, you Alfred, made Alfred made it. I made Alfred make it. <laughs> 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 but he's also voiced by uh, Diedrich Bader, who is the voice of the ba- of Batman in like uh, Batman Brave and the Bold. Which is rare for somebody to like cross over like that outside of Kevin Conroy, who's fucking Batman and everything because yeah. he's iconic like that. The, the Brave and the Bold to me is almost like a precursor to this. Like, right. I think they looked at the kids that grew up on the Brave and the Bold, let's make an adult cool. cartoon yeah. for them. Mm-hmm. Like, it could be Batman, but it could be funny. Right. And let's, let's, target that demographic because I was I was obviously older than a kid when Brave and Bold came out but I remember thinking that was very funny and like yeah because the Dark Knight movies had just come out that were super dark and it was Adam Westy that's how yeah. I kept looking at Brave and the Bold yeah and so. I thought it was cool I was kind of into it, it was like yeah. a break from how serious the, the Batman movie absolutely was. yeah I, I really dug that Adam of it. Adam West they have they have a close-up on Batman where he pulls out shark repellent from his um from his belt, belt. yeah and yep. it does the background, and it zooms in on it, like, real quick. And then yep. it moves on with it, but he uses it on King Shark. And it's yeah. great. Yeah. I, I want to throw some out. It's kind of weird, man. That show, I have the DVD set, right? There's only two seasons of it from the mid-60s, right? But you think about how much that show gets referenced, and how much we talk about the Adam West version of Batman. Mm-hmm. And we all kind of agree it was a joke. It wasn't that big of a hit. It only lasted two years. 
But name a comic book thing that's been a bigger point of a reference point than oh, yeah. Adam West oh Batman my God. for thug, fifty something years. Thug one and Thug two. Yeah, mm-hmm. the big the big bomb with the gigantic fuse that's going yep. s- at the end, and they're just running with it. In the so, movie, isn't uh, that the movie where he runs cost, through the town? Oh, dude, the big. Yeah. They look at it. Yeah. He's yep. just smiling. Ridiculous. Same bad time, same bad channel. It's yep. absolutely massive. The nuns. Yeah, it's like a cartoon just in real life. Yep. But yeah, he just runs the other way with the nuns. Yeah, to the point where when he punches something, it's a giant bubble says "pow." Like pow, it's bam, a, it's, slap. <laughs> like uh, I'm so gonna, good. I'm gonna throw some out there real quick. About f- four or five years ago, my wife had never seen the Chappelle show. She said never seen it. Right. Oh wow. So we sat down and watched it. And if you watch the Chappelle show now, with somebody who wasn't around in the early 2000s, just chose not to watch it. She was around, obviously. Um, <laughs> two th- two things happened. It was huge. One, they can't believe that stuff was ever on regular TV. Mm-hmm. The racial draft, those mm-hmm. Ashy Larry, those kind of things. Right. Yep. But number two. There's so many things from that show that get referenced all the time, and you had no idea Honestly. where they were from if you never saw it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I feel like this Batman series and from the 60s is kind of that. Yeah. Like, if oh, you yeah. never saw it, and then you watch it, you'd be like, oh, wait, there's so many references to this thing that was much like Chappelle's show, only two seasons, and just came and went, but influenced the entire industry after it went away. Adam West had two major uh, cartoon voice acting things since, you know, he did his tenure there. He did... Um, obviously, Family Guy is the mayor. Okay, and at one point he ends up as superhero-y kind of in that. But also, there it is, Fairly Odd Parents, where he's Catman, and that is a running joke that goes. He ends up fighting the Crimson Chin, and he's Adam. He's TV's Adam West in that show, at, at the same time playing himself, but he also believes himself to actually be the Catman. So it's just like referenced two major cartoons on two very different networks. F- so holy like it is still adam west doing that you're not renaming the character you're not changing much he's still a fucking superhero or a man of power that thinks he's in power like you know as a mayor yeah i'm gonna like, stop you and just say adam west is just so fucking funny in the first place oh like, that's probably uh, it, it was like it. it was like it influenced so strongly without having to be mm-hmm. beloved by everyone it sunk in and was a part of the culture yep and anytime you're trying to do funny Batman, you reference it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Every time. Right, very good point. And the, and the the shark repellent thing will never die. Come on, like he pulled out shark repellent. That's direct from the old. No, <laughs> I will have you know, it was on the helicopter first. It wasn't on his belt, like ready to go. Yeah, it's like that's <laughs> he had to the get common argument. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> Wait, oh, I have with me spicy crayfish oh, flavored chips. Jumpy crop snacks. Okay, I'm gonna open these over here. Sorry. <laughs> yep. See it. There it Spicy is on the helicopter. He didn't just have it on his belt. Oh, it was oh, cause because they're over water. That makes sense. Yep. Yeah, and the shark comes up and they. Oh my <laughs> god, dude! It's just, of course, of course, dude. It's so funny. Like well, they don't even need to do that much. Wh- like, when anytime, like he's scaling a wall in the Adam West Batman, oh, t- it is just him walking up, <laughs> and they like tilt the camera sideways, and that's he the was whole just fucking such, thing. so good yeah. at the physical comedy of yeah. it. He could make it look like he's struggling. Pow, pow. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I read a bo- I read a book about that show at some point, and I think there was a point where that show was so like hot in Hollywood. The second season, when the celebrities would be in, oh in the apartment and like, poke their head out the window, like, "Hey, Batman, what's up?" And he'd be like, "Hey, Fred Astaire, how are you?" Yeah. And then he'd keep, <laughs> like, there was like a waiting list. Yeah, there was like a waiting list that so many celebrities wanted to do it in a yep. cameo. They couldn't even get them all in. Like they were just cramming mm-hmm. them in, and like all the A-list I, I love celebrities they do wanted the to do the same it. joke. Over, it was just yeah. easier back then, man. Like this is just a part of the joke. Like, oh hey, it's like oh hey, Mister T. Like how's it going? Like what's up? as comedians doing the same joke over and over and over again, I respect it. Like <laughs> I also think too, like when I was jokes. when I was a little kid, that was the only version of Batman besides the comic books I had access. So I thought mm-hmm. this is great, right? Then the Michael Keaton one came out, and the bar kept getting raised higher, right? Yep. What I think about all the time was like, there's little kids now. Their first superhero movie experience is like Infinity War. Mm. How do you top that? You know, like it's yeah. an, I, I feel like I'm a good age. I'm a little older than you guys. Where I got to see like the evolution of superhero stuff, mm-hmm. where it went from you know not great '60s Batman to pretty amazing. The Marvel stuff now and everything else. You know, this Harley Quinn show we're talking about today. But like if your first time going to the movies to see a superhero thing is like Avengers, all of them. What's the next thing? Yeah, I don't know. Only yeah, more. Of you kind of hit. You kind of hit the top right away. Yeah, and uh, you multiverse. Everything else seems slow. Yeah, you know, because yeah. they're trying to. It's a multi-million dollar whatever. Like. That's a, I don't, I don't know what you do. Give him a comic book and hope they, you know, yeah. Turn Another off thing, the iPad. He's got the hoodie on. Yeah, 
I fucking love. I don't do good around blood. There's not going to be any blood here, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's supposed to be faking it in a shark tank, and then like a hint of blood, and he's like, goes ah, full feral. I'm going to get you. <laughs> My favorite. And then they start adding in like other characters and shit like that, like Lex Luthor, who's voiced by, um, uh, what's his name from Bre- Breaking Bad? Gus. Oh, Fr- Gus Frank. And Gus Frank. Fucking, and he's like running the whole Injustice League, and it's like literally like a corporate membership that she really wants so bad. And it turns out that Ivy's the one that got the invite. He's like cold, calculating, mm-hmm. and doesn't give a shit. Just a perfect Lex Luthor. Yep. <laughs> he, oh, dude, he's, he's never villain. he's never like surprised or shot. He's always just Lex Luthor. Like yep. I'm in control. <laughs> like, uh, and then they have Dark Side in like two scenes because mm. like Har- Harley's trying to get like uh, the army from him, and it's still Michael Iron uh, Ironside, yeah, who is the original Dark Side voice from the Superman cartoon. Bro, bro they try to, the they try to screw over Dark Side and the then... references they do in this fucking movie, dude. It's amazing. They it's... they screw over Dark Side and then it's like they're hiding from a mafia boss mm-hmm. after that because mm-hmm. you can just pop into any dimension. Like, hey guys. It's, <laughs> it's, it's almost like this cartoon was made for people like you guys in mind of like let's make all these inner cartoon person jokes, mm-hmm. right? Like who's right ra- who's voicing who, who's writing what? Like, they're referencing other cartoons that weren't even necessarily DC sometimes. Yeah. Um it's a weird thing. I didn't even. I, I, what you just about Michael Ironsides being a casual cartoon fan, I would have never even thought about. But they take that extra step. They yeah, do the, extra, the detail extra they move. do. The, yeah. the whole cartoon is an homage to Batman the animated series because she's an original character from it. Yeah. So it's like all based off of a cartoon. None of this is. I mean, it's based off. It's got stuff from the comics. But this would be no this would be no show without the Batman the Animated Series. No, hundred percent, and that's that's ninety percent of the Batman property within right cartoons, now. like and some it, kind of inception. It, it spun Batman into the dark ways that he is now, uh, in a in a very big way. But um, they, like, just think of some of your like dream castings in some things. Like you don't realize, like, oh my God, he was great as Doc Ock. Alfred Molina would be great in a live action Mister Freeze role. Well, it turns out they fucking got him to be Mister Freeze in this show. How great, like, coming off of all of the things that he's ever done that are, like, Oscar-worthy and all, the great Doc Ock from the best Spider-Man movie until No Way Home came home, came out. Like, this, and then they put him as, as this great Mr. Freeze role in the show. And you don't expect to be on that side so much, especially in season two when everything just goes to shit. We call it Bainton. <laughs> Bainton. If you if you lived here, you'd be home by now. <laughs> <laughs> also, is that storyline a, a, a reference to the video game when they did Arkham Asylum, the first game, and then Arkham City, where like, the criminals had taken over a big chunk of Arkham? Joker's yeah, uh, Joker's. I think they yeah. Kind of the, Joker's Funhouse is a reference to all kinds of stuff because he's had fun houses and he also had a carnival mm-hmm. in the Arkham Asylum game. Well, he took her fucking very, idea. Very close. Made the made the Joker Tower just mm-hmm. pop up out of the ground. Mm-hmm. He was trying right to get fun under, for right under the Legion of Doom. Yep, yep. That was great. Like that whole thing was just like a meeting to get funding, and he just like pitches the most random, ridiculous thing ever. A tower with goes, my face, and she just goes twenty feet high. It's a hundred feet high. But why? Wouldn't <laughs> it be better this way? And everybody's like, you know what? We never thought about it, like ever or once. Like well, it's just, Joker, just give him the funding. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. This show is fucking brilliant, dude. I I can't get over like the 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 style, the style of the jokes throughout the whole thing in the most like rampant way, just constant going and going and going and going, and then you just like the episode ends, like you said, you blow through these episodes and you got so locked in trying to catch every word, and suddenly twenty six minutes is gone. Do you remember? Yeah, when? it's great. The yeah. plant, the plant drives this dude down to. Well, no, the dude drives the plant down to Mexico. Uh, yeah. to get hallucinogenic honey, and it's like two licks will make you see God. Three licks. Oh yeah, that's a. Fucking we gotta get back reference. to Brooklyn. Like <laughs> so much stuff in one. Of fucking JB Smooth. <laughs> Immediately know it's him. I the plant the, the plant annoys me later in later episodes, but that one episode where he's smoking a fucking joint with his drug mm-hmm. dealer and they gotta save Ivy, like it's. It's just great. Community. Smoking a small version of himself. <laughs> what do you guys think season three was, is going to be like? What do you want it to be like? I don't know what they can do because she killed off a lot of the villains. Um, uh, the, the finale at the end, they end up together and just drive off into the sunset kind of. I mean, it, it, it was a great series finale if they wanted to do that, but I have no idea where they're going to go. I feel like they get thunked one. back into Arkham somehow. 
And yeah. I would love to see them just in Arkham Asylum, a hundred percent. Yeah, like what what John's saying, like that that would be a great like one. Kind of where... like almost like an animated Orange is the New Black. Yeah, got a prison economy Dude, story. Perfect. Wait, they, uh, yeah. I feel fucking... like they're gonna be driving, driving, and then they hit a police blockade, and it's like, uh, hands up. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. like immediately. Yeah. yeah. Immediately, because now uh, Gordon some, got his shit some together. Some power collars or whatever. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I, as much as they've done with the villains in the first two seasons, I think doing some of their version comedic takes on some of the heroes might be funnier too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they like keep bringing them in, like right, Batman sure. and Superman a were little, in there. A little bit. Aquaman was kind of funny. Into those, you know Aquaman I mean? yeah, was fucking great. When they, when they took out the fish to uh-huh. stop him, and it worked. Yep. Just, These are freshwater fish. Don't you know anything? What are you in fifth grade? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what upset. am I going to do? Put them in a chlorine pool? <laughs> <laughs> fucking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he got real upset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh dude if you uh like honestly uh and so we talked about psycho we talked about uh jb smooth's character the fucking frank the plant i like with clayface though him doing all the thespian thing him being the undercover guy in the riddler's complex when it's all like that college life and he stephanie. just immerses himself as stephanie mm-hmm. so hard it is so, my favorite thing he does. Yeah, he has like, she has like a fake boyfriend, uh-huh. and he knows everyone on campus. Oh, and his hand, his son. Oh, right, little yeah, hand son. <laughs> that was voiced by Tom Kenny. Oh, of course, SpongeBob. It was. And, of course, uh, it was. W- w- there was so much comedic relief in that, and then Gordon and the hand become fast friends. Yep, and like the hand reassures Gordon he's a good cop, <laughs> and that's all he needs. He starts crying. And it's like eventually it goes back. No. I'll never forget you and Clayface. Blah, and like, ah, oh, it's good to have my hand back. It's just <laughs> like immediately like, kills him. Like, time. yeah, like Ugh. the longer parts of Clayface are away from him, the more likely they are to just become sentient and wrong. <laughs> yeah, probably. That's, that's from the comics. It's a part of it. Like, well, that's like, uh, like, and he immerses himself so hard in all his characters, but he can't not be himself. Mm. Like when they're trying to fake out Joker to get into the tower, and they think they have Batman, and he, she starts singing Happy Birthday. Yeah, to do the he Marilyn Monroe can't control himself <laughs> and joins in and ruins the whole goddamn and many plan. more. <laughs> ah, sorry. <laughs> Oh, dude, uh, Angela, what is if you had to pick like your character that like you hyper focused on the most in this? Is it like is it one of the side characters or is it like the main two? Oh, I don't know, man. Because I want it, I don't know. I guess it, the main two are the show, the mm-hmm. main part of the show. You can't take your eyes off them. But I think King Shark's character to me is just so funny. Yeah, of being like a kind of like a kind of nerdy tech guy, but then when he sees bloody, loses mind. Yep. And they do the, it, like that. Joe could, could get old real quick, but they keep. They don't put it in there too much where you like like hate seeing it. it they kind of just you nail almost it forget about it by the time they re- yeah. reference it next. Yeah, so it's almost yep. perfect. And then I love Commissioner Gordon as like at the end of his wits trying mm-hmm. to figure out Gotham. <laughs> just so, just so sick. Funny. Towns of sewer, just like losing his mind over everything <laughs> all the time. Like on off, they live, they die. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> they live, they die. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with the bat light. Yeah. <laughs> He's playing with it. It's not a toy. Like you, you've abused it. Like he folds it up. <laughs> it was. It wasn't the best episode, but even King Shark got a backstory because you find out that he's like betrothed to some bitch that oh, doesn't yeah. even want to get married either. <laughs> oh my god! He just ditches the Sharkians, and they're and they're, they're not happy. Oh my god! And he's like <laughs> like the whole family Shark Daddy, <laughs> King Shark Daddy, King Shark. Daddy. <laughs> The show had such like subtle nonsense going on, and like you don't you don't like expect to just like oh I recognize that fucking voice immediately oh I recognize that voice like that's me like my super well that's on, yeah that's on, you that's you spider sensing everything it, it was it was rampant in this one it was hard to focus with ADD and just my superpower kicking off at the same time as like a very casual cartoon fan compared to you guys if I like this what else should I check out what else is there that's this that's similar to this. Super a, Crooks. If yeah. you want a more anime spin on it, it uh, they they have a lot of comedic relief. We did an episode on it recently. Very, very good. And um, what do you call it? It's on Netflix, and there's violence, and there's like real world, real world. It's kind of more re- like a heist, you know, uh, it, like it, Ocean's Eleven. It's Ocean's know? Eleven okay. meets Invincible. We, okay, our Invincible is pretty good. Too. Invincible's Amazing. dope, but so it, that's a lot more of a uh, seriousness kind of thing. Yeah, it's Not very serious, and it's very like if you have like trauma with like your parents and stuff, mm-hmm. like it might 
There's a lot that, of that. That's based yeah. off a comic too, and it's it holds a lot more uh, uh, emotional to the material. weight. It's yeah, it's no, serious. It holds, well, yeah, absolutely emotional weight, but it, it's very close to the comic material as opposed to like how the boys. Took the graphic route, novel is like a storyboard great, for the but show. It's so different yeah. from the comics. But um, I'm trying to think: is there another adult? show that f- follows car- uh comic books right now i i think harley quinn's got got they kind of have the market cornered on yeah, that absolutely uh batman the animated series is dope you know that absolutely yeah that was great yeah. i, I like the superman animated series from about the same time i yeah. watched that fairly recently mm-hmm. i don't even like superman that much and kind of it's a good. Boring it still character. holds up but yeah that Old. was legit to me i thought it was pretty good they they made they depowered him in a big way in that in that show because like he, he i mean he He's Superman, so it's hard to. He's he's a game breaking character in the first place. Mm -hmm. Basically, his only thing is that Kryptonite makes him weaker. You Mm -hmm. can't even really kill him. Weak to magic too. You could throw Um, him into concrete, ice. He's fine. Yeah. Hey, do you guys think like DC is to me so good at these cartoons? Right, Mm -hmm. the cartoon movies are all pretty good. Right, the ones that go straight to DC. Oh yeah, straight to to HBO Max now. Uh, And they're they're to me they're pretty good at the single hero movies, like the Batman movie, the Joker movie, the Harley Quinn movie. Do you think they should have just stayed in their lane and not try to do an expanded universe because Marvel already had that lane locked down? Like, would DC be better if they didn't try? Here's my problem with the with DC's live action is they try to catch up, take the time, do your individual movies, and then. Pile them all Release together. Release a Justice dope League. movie in comparison with the ten or twenty MCU did. Yeah, look at and look at really how Wonder draw, Woman came out. You know, Wonder Woman was fantastic. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna ignore Green Lantern. They didn't even include him in this shit. Uh, but now they're still trying to get out this Green Flash Lantern movie, was and in it Harley keeps Quinn. pushing it. Oh God, it was funny. I, yeah. Uh, I think too, real quick. I, the DCEU movies to me are. Like they're just, I guess tone you would call it are so almost depressing. Yeah, like they so much every darker. character is is somber and upset yeah. with the world and not ever happy. Well, at least the Marvel movies, they look like comic books. The guys are happy when they do something good. The women mm-hmm. are happy as well. Like these these DC movies are almost like they're like sad to me. Whereas this this cartoon, this Harley Quinn cartoon works because it's funny and the characters express joy and happy to be alive at some point. Right, and 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 that's the thing that DC is just like I don't know why they went that angle with the movies and you try to get a joke every once in a while but they never land because it's still Ben Affleck being the most serious person it's like what's your superpower is like I'm rich fuck you like that's not that's funny if you said it in a funny tone but you said it as Ben Affleck being Batman and I don't fucking care for it like I yeah. agree what's and, your superpower and and uh, then money and then your money. comic relief was supposed to be Lex Luthor what a garbage portrayal of Lex Luthor that was. Well, to me, the swing and the miss there and why Harley Quinn's actually a better Lex Luthor, what you guys touched on already, is in the, the era we're living through now, a guy that's like a greedy head of a corporation that wants to exploit people to make himself is richer a, and more powerful. He's a real villain. That's they're, the guy. They're that's portray- the criminal. They're portrayal Not the crazy of version of it in the DCU, right? He, he's like the big wig and decider of like a board of executives. Mm-hmm. It's like very much like the American businessman but like that's what he always was. He was like a super evil businessman that gets everything his way, you know, and like has control and exerts power, even though he's not really an official anything, because he's the big swinging dick in town, like more than money than Bruce Wayne. In his- exactly. I and and that was my biggest problem with, like, aside from not doing the solo thing, calculated evil. Just like they're they're thinking too hard that they gotta catch up with them with Marvel, and it's never gonna fucking work that way. But when it comes to the cartoon movies, they nail it every They're fucking so time. They're so, so much better. They're so much better. I was dating a girl at the time when the first Suicide Squad movie came out, and we went and saw it in theater. She thought it was a great movie. I do not, because that version of the Joker was garbage. That's a whole other thing. I was like, let me show you this. And I went home, and I took her to my TV, and we watched Batman Assault on Arkham. It is a Suicide Squad movie. Batman's barely fucking in the movie. But that is such. If they could have done that shot for shot, real life, as it, as the Suicide Squad movie, it would have been perfect. She watched that movie and said, "Never mind, Suicide Squad sucks. Why couldn't they do this? This movie was great, and it had Harley Quinn in it. So, uh, like, this is this was the fucking movie." To, to me, I want to see if you guys rock with this or not. Those car, those kind of like hour twenty minute DC movies we're talking about, right? Fantastic. Are better than the two plus hour movies they put in the theaters for two reasons. Number one, they don't waste time telling backstories of characters you already know. Right. We they saw Batman's character know it. killed they the right. You to love the characters. and they don't cram in gratuitous love stories mm-hmm. that have no point in the story. Right. They cut out that hour of the movie mm-hmm. and make a much better hour twenty movie than a two hour 
theatrical release that's got those two things, backstory you already know, and love interest that have no bearing mm-hmm. on the story whatsoever. The closest thing that happened it, in, this, in this movie. It's movies trying to do everything. It's yeah. movies trying to have the someone getting the girl and, you know, a huge fight at the end and, you know, the victory and all a lost moment. It's like a very it's it's an investment. They have a very specific plan for the movie. Right. But this was more of a creative one, uh, off shot, you know, right. where they This was a one thing. Yeah. Now, granted, they did do a DC animated universe and that was fire. It started with Justice League War and then Batman had his own line of shit so that you get all of the things and then there was like a, some teen t- excuse me, Teen Titans going in and Oh, Teen Titans. It ended with uh Justice League Dark uh, apocalypse something and it was like you think X-Men Days of Future Past killed people holy shit that's got a body count of superheroes like you'd never fucking believe they, they apocalypsed and every single one of them they right? had yeah. they they knew it was the last one they knew it was gonna be a universe reset and they fucking made sure you knew it by the end of it yeah like go home and like it's all on HBO Max the same place as Harley Quinn and like you wanna switch tones Watch all of those movies back to back. They're all you can tell because it's all the same Batman. It's not Kevin Conroy, but I forget who voices him. But it's still a great Batman rendition. And all of those movies, I, I want to say there's close to the same amount as the MCU. And it's so so good. Joe, so like if you're sick of seeing the superheroes win, if you're tired of them always surviving, they win for the a while armor, until that very last movie. You can you can really see uh-huh. you, you can you can root for the bad guy and win. Oh, big time! Until Flash does the Flashpoint. Yeah, that's <laughs> classic, classic dig, classic but, reset button. But I mean, come on, he he is like his his power is an embodiment of time, mm-hmm. which is a, a force of nature. He taps into and it uses up like a, a storage of time power. You should see what Wally West can do in the comics. It's now. it's like a release valve. Uh, that's a little. That's just the most I know about the Flash. Yeah, it's like pew, and he's gone. Like, yep. But he only has Was a the Flash ever in Harley Quinn? I feel like they yeah. could have referenced him being like. They, ha- they have a minute. He he stops all the tree guys. The tree. I, oh, I, rem- that's right. I remember that he cordons when, uh, them off when Superman just blasts them with his heat. Rhythm. And then they all get sucked into the Phantom Zone, and then we just don't have a Justice League for a while. Yeah. Yep. Or no, no, no. Um, the Queen of Fables puts them in a book. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Yep. Because they were going to put them into the Phantom Zone, but then Ivy grabbed wonder woman's lasso of truth it was like we didn't have anything to do with this that's like oh they're telling the truth okay like i really was excited for jazz fest i was really really (laughs) excited for jazz fest yeah the jazz fest joke was the entire episode was like oh no everybody's running away and it's not because of jazz music (laughs) it's so fucking good (laughs) you know what's coming out you know angela you know what's coming out soon no Season two of Balls Podcast. <laughs> oh, dude, cannot wait. Oh, it's can't like, wait. or it's season two's out already, but they're doing a Easter release. I heard, or some shit. Yeah, are you are you part of it? I think we're. Oh, I didn't record of, anything for season two. I haven't you? recorded anything yet. So did, did we get replaced? No, 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 no. no. Red Roni is irreplaceable. <laughs> Vice Roni, Angela Rodoni, Detective Retired. Oh. <laughs> I play Sloop John B, and I am about to crack. Something, I'm like a journalist, and I have the inside scoop, but it's all very confusing. And what, I, what are you? I was supposed to be Joe Grill, because, you know, my last <laughs> right. name is Weber. But uh, then uh, Dan Caprio took that character, so I'm like a He's radio host. He's way better host. at it than you would be. The, I, probably, oh 100%. But I'm, I'm, I'm a radio host that interviewed you mm. uh, at, last time, and I forget my character's name, but I'll, I'll relearn it just in time for the episode, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, but season 2 coming soon, man. If you have not wa- listened to Season Ball's 1, podcast. it is something else. We are, we are tightly interwoven with it, whether we like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> it is a fever dream, like you just had a 102-degree fever and then thought of Avatar. That's how he thought of Avatar. He had like a horrible fever. It was like, what if they had tail sex and then took over the dragon, <laughs> chose them, and then Pocahontas? Like, Yeah, Ball's po- <laughs> Podcast is a fever dream, but an editing nightmare. Uh, <laughs> oh, thank you, Kelsey Volk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's the Carney Commission, man. They were doing the Lord's work. <laughs> uh, Angela, what, you got uh, a lot of things going on. Uh, what do you want to promote for us? Godfather. Let's, yeah. let's, let's roll. Uh, once a month, I do a mixed open mic at 10 PRL downtown Long Range. It's a really cool uh, event space. That's usually the third Tuesday of every month. 
Every other Monday, I'm over at Nip and Tuck for an open mic. We mix comedy and poetry over there at my co-host, Damian Rucci. And then uh, mainly at breweries, we're doing ugly pancake shows. We do Battle River and Tom's River once a month, Beach House Brewery in Belmar once every couple months. We're trying to get into some more breweries as the spring progresses and people want to get outside a little bit more. That's kind of about it, man. If you guys are listening and want to book me on any of your shows, I'm definitely up for it. And uh, thanks to these guys, man. I appreciate it. Every time, dude. Uh, where can they find you on the, all the social media? On uh, on Facebook, it's just Angelo Gingerelli, real name, no gimmicks. And then on Instagram, it's Mr. Fifth Round, M-R, the number five, T-H-R-O-U-N-D. I got to ask you where that came from. Uh, like uh, 15, 16 years ago now, me and my friends, when I was living out in North Carolina, we had this crazy weekend and there was five of us hanging out. And at some point, someone just yelled fifth round. And then for like close to 20 years, we've been screaming that. And the weekend after we, that ended, I, I started an AIM instant messenger account. We had to pick a name. So I picked Mr. Fifth Round because that was funny and just stuck with it. Since you are just early holding 2000s. on to your AIM name. Yeah, man. I respect that so much as a 90s kid. Holy shit. Yeah, it was special, man. I just got to. I kept it up. Oh, God. God. My, go my aim name was like the Dark Halo or some emo goth wannabe shit. Oh, God. At least yours is cool enough to hang on to for 20 years. That's amazing, dude. My handle is and always has been Love Drugs. <laughs> it's been, like since I was 16. Like, it's really bad. If I did that, I would have been sent to like some counseling by my it's parents. It's my P- PlayStation name. I can't believe they let me get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> can't believe it. Um, I'm Joe Weber does jokes on Instagram. Uh, I have nothing too big, but you can always find me at uncle Vinny's comedy club. Uh, I'm the host there. And then, uh, that's uncle Vinny's comedy club.com for that. A bunch of big names coming up in April, including Andrew Dice Clay. Um, I'm doing no time in front of him, but I'm just going to be like, here's your first comic and then running off the stage. Um, but uh, outside of that, I'd come out uh, for that shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, honestly, it's fucking <laughs> dice. He he, ac- thought, he accidentally did an hour and forty minutes the one time, and it was the hardest I've laughed in that face. Well, you talked about being a '90s dice kid man. with the aim names. Mm-hmm. If you're a '90s person at all, dice is special. He's he yeah. really and, was depending on your age. Like, he hit me, and he was I was too young to listen to him. I like sneaked to listen to him yeah. when I was a kid. <laughs> then he made like in the '90s kind of a comeback when me and my friends were into him, and that was like as close to a game changer as I had ever seen. It's crazy because he comes off as like that. Just dude, bro. Like you think he's not a smart, and then he's brilliant. He is so smart and so witty. He, it well, comes he, know, off he knows what he's doing. He he, he had know, he knows the character he's doing. He had ball, uh, Bell's palsy four days before he came to Uncle Vinny's, and he walks in, and his face is just slumped. And I felt so bad for the guy for having to do all these shows. And you know he's self conscious about it, like I definitely would be. So he goes up on stage. He's got a roaring applause, and he goes up and he turns around, and the crowd sees his face, and the crowd goes silent, and he goes. Let's talk about the elephant man face in the room. <laughs> and immediately he had them. I'm yeah. like, that's a fucking talent, man. Yeah, the guy is a genius. Fuck off it's about crazy. it. You know, I know. Yeah. Let's, yeah it's crazy. It. <laughs> like, some but levity. Yeah, that's where you're going to find me. Oh, and we are CCCB. That's three C's and a B, the podcast on Instagram as well. Um, I have more episodes coming for you soon. You'll hear this one after they're out. But yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I have a I'm booked uh, March 30th at Chilangio's. They got Donna Lloyd, Carl Callen, and uh, wait, no. Yes. No. Yes. Yeah, March thirtieth. Okay, there we go. <laughs> is, is, is who's the other? Who's the headliner on that show? Uh, uh, Davin Rosenblatt. Yeah, Davin Rosenblatt. Can I tell a quick story about him? Carl Kelly, Gina DiMaggio. Yes. Okay, I've told this in my podcast before. Uh, two years ago, or three years ago now, twenty nineteen, Molly Sperduto booked him, Chip Ambrosio, and me on a, a uh, fundraiser show for the Boy Scouts of Monmouth County, right? Mm-hmm. So I go out first, and I, I just, I'm just i like a Long Branch guy, so it kind of made sense. I tell a couple stories about the Boy Scouts, and I'm not I'm not a great comic. I'm trying like everybody else. You're but a I killer crushed, comic. I, cr- I crushed this night. I'm murdered. Not right? fantastic. So then I go, I, I'm so fired up. I walk outside. I'm in my neighborhood. I'm feeling like a million bucks now, mm-hmm. right? And I want to listen to my set immediately. Beautiful spring night. And while I'm on stage, I hear Molly... And, and Davin, who's headlining that show with you, right, talking while I'm on stage, right? And the guy Davin, who I never met for a night, goes, this guy's pretty funny. Who is he? And Molly goes, that's Angelo Gingerelli. He started everything going on Asbury Park right now. And Davin goes, 
What's the going beep? on? He's going on in Asbury, Asbury Park, Park right, right now. now. <laughs> I remember this story, dude. Wow. And I, he was that guy? And he's that guy. And you said you felt so the highest highs and, and then the lowest and lows. Then every, every time I feel too good about my comedy quote-unquote career, I listen to that and I'm like, that's where I stand with headliners. Angelo, I didn't want to step on your story. I just, I've heard it before. That's <laughs> like, so... Fucking funny. Is that guy okay? I feel both. We may have a good time with that show. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, come yeah. out and check that I'm, out. I'm not gonna. Uh, I might mess with Dan Caprio more than, but Vin Brew's gonna be on it too, and I'm in a band with him, which is weird. That's it's a good lineup. Yeah. Um. What do you call it? He's gonna do some musical comedy. I think we have a show April 9th in Asbury. Sweet. And we're gonna be Vin Brew and the Long Branch Davidians. And Greatest we are name. not going to sacrifice anyone to whatever. We're just going to play trumpet and have a great time. <laughs> um, yeah, that's my shit. Uh, John Peter Gruff Snacks on Instagram. If you want there to we that. go. Dude, fucking always a pleasure having you on this episode. You know your shit about cartoons, and this was a killer one. It was one of my favorites of all time now, so... Glad D- you got to do your DC's favorite cartoon gem. Oh, and, you guys. and also, uh, you've been bad. I, I meant to tell you this right off the bat, but uh, we look at our, our listings for our, our analytics and shit like that. Our top episode. Yeah, you've been going hard for top episode, you, bro. You are our number two episode right yeah. now. Who's number one? Uh, the regular show, just me and him. No guest spot. That's me fine. and him. I, so I can lose, I'll be- take losing to you guys. If it's another guest, I got to go after him. You are <laughs> our best guest spot episode right yeah. now. But the one that you're battling right now is uh, the episode we did, Cartoon Network versus Nickelodeon. <laughs> with Richard you, Dweck. It's Richard Dweck. So you're battling with Richard Dweck. I didn't want to throw that at you, but I mean, feel that button. If I got to lose to somebody, let it be Dweck. Dweck, 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 Dweck. Oh, my God. Oh, this is Comics, Cartoons, and Craft Beers. I'm Joe Weber. I'm Joby Kraft. And as always, stay, stay tuned. tuned. How'd that work out for you guys? Killer. It's good. It works. (laughs) Heroes don't do that. It's like, man, that's too. What? What is this? The church? Like, I don't. That's that's ridiculous. That is my church, man. They they can show him ripping. (laughs) I don't know. Are we gonna talk about that part on here? What? Oh yeah. Okay, that's we can go. We can go M. Yeah, we can go. Yeah, we can go that far. Maybe not triple X. We don't we've have had to explain Carl, it. We have, we've had Carl on this podcast. He's dropped cunt like more <laughs> more times in that episode than the entire series. So we, we, do we, we learned not to what, use what that word in the title Doug? of the podcast. Doug, like, I remember that one. Yeah. He said Patty because the views just cunt. seemed to drop <laughs> immediately, and then we changed it to an asterisk in the middle of the word. And then oh, and then it fired. Yeah, yeah. it went back to normal. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> go figure. All right. Whenever you're ready. Same bad time. Same bad channel. Come on! <laughs>